Hello and welcome to the Business Aviation Collective podcast, sponsored by LD Aviation. In this episode, we get the chance to talk with Maria Morgenstern of Da Vinci Jets. She recently won a scholarship from the S&D committee to get her dispatcher's license with Jefferson. Maria is relatively new to aviation and seems to have really found her niche. I hope you enjoy learning about her journey just like I did. And if you want to reach out, you can find her on LinkedIn at Maria Morgenstern. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the podcast for the BAC. Today, we get a chance to talk to Maria Morgenstern. She's with the Vinci Jets. And we came across her because she won a uh, MBAA S&D scholarship this year. So we're so excited to talk to Maria. Thank you very much, Maria, for taking your time. Welcome. How are you doing today? Thanks. Yeah, no, I'm, you know, surprisingly getting warmed up now that the weather is taking a turn from that cold. I'm fully over that, but uh, no, it's a great day. Right? Springtime is coming. Today, I want to hear a lot about your scholarship and your what you're going to do with that. But I wanted to first talk about some of your background because I went through and it looks like you have a ton of experience in things that, you know, customer service, professionalism, you've gotten some awards in professionalism. Um, and then you kind of switched over to Da Vinci Jets in the aviation section. But how could you just tell us our your journey and how you got into aviation? Yeah, no. So I think all of it really kind of connects with the travel industry. You know, I, I started a lot of my career with um, rental car companies. So that kind of got my foot in the door. And that actually initially started at an airport in Austin, Texas. So I actually got to, you know, experience a fast paced environment, see the, the busyness that comes and goes in Austin. You know, you have all the festivals, you got the races now. And so it really just kept me on my toes. And overall, um, and then, of course, there is even a little bit of hotel industry in there. So it all just kind of connected with, with, you know, travel industry. I think that's where I initially started my interest. Like, who doesn't love to travel, you know? Right. And, I mean, you can get there by planes, trains, and automobiles, you know, automobiles and such. But, yeah, no, I think I've always just loved the airport environment. And I think that's just, you know, where my career started, whether... You know, it started with car rentals, but now it just kind of worked its way into aviation, which I think it was supposed to be that way to begin with. So it's just, uh, it, it's something I love now. That is very cool. I'm always so curious on how people come into aviation because rarely is it that they come straight into a scheduling position. Almost always is like, like you're saying, you, you enjoy traveling. You started out in maybe a parallel industry, which we're very appreciative of all of our rental car companies, especially those of you guys when you're at the airports. You know, that helps. my biased opinions, but I am very thankful for the career <laughs> that it led me on uh, because it got me to where I'm at now. You know, obviously, uh, COVID wasn't nice to all of us, and I was actually one of those. But because of that, it was able to allow me to change directions and then just start reevaluating, you know, where it is that I wanted to be. And actually, because of one of my really good friends who was already working for Da Vinci, he, you know, extended his wing. He was like, hey, why don't you try this out? I'm like, you know what? Why not? That's awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. So now that you're at Da Vinci Jet, what do you do for them? Your flight coordinator. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I schedule, you know, 30 plus aircrafts that we manage. I'm always trying to take on 
you know, more aircraft and, and grow the company. Um, trying to do a little of international flight planning that I work with alongside of, of my leadership. But overall, just, you know, managing those aircrafts and putting those airplanes to, on the schedule and getting them where they need to be. Awesome. Okay, so you piqued my interest there on the flight planning. So are you guys, are you helping, starting to help actual flight planning? Yeah, so especially more so on the international stuff. Teams like the crews, they, they do a lot of their own flight plans. But on the international side, they take a lot of help from one of our leaderships. Drake, he, he is phenomenal. He goes above and beyond for them. And then getting to see his experience, looking over his shoulder at what he, he's doing, you know, it gives me that experience as well because we even touch base on it in school. So I'm like, well, all right, what does this mean? You know, that is a phenomenal additional skill that not a lot of people have it. And I love that you're even interested in it. I realized that too now, especially among my classmates and the resources that I have available versus what they may have available. You know, I, I, I feel like I'm making out pretty great right now. I love my team. They're very helpful, very supportive, always willing to feed your hunger for knowledge. If you ask them like, hey, what's this do? They have no doubt to just put things down for a second and explain it to you. Because if you're interested, I mean, they want to expand and, and grow that knowledge and interest. Oh, that's so great to hear. Wonderful. Let me switch over a little bit to the actual scholarship that you got. Tell us about the scholarship that you got. And if I'm not mistaken, you may have started using it already. Yeah. So funny thing, you know, I've only been with DaVinci Jets for um, a year and a half now. And after maybe six months with the company, you know, I was really starting to enjoy aviation and, you know, was just trying to figure out how I could expand in the company and in my position, you know, what I could bring further to the table for them, of which a couple of my associates already had their dispatcher certificate. And they just really had me pondering like, well, maybe that's what I should go ahead and do. So of course, you know, I started talking to my leadership about it and, and setting goals, you know, in my position. So of course we went on ahead and determined, yeah, dispatch your certificate let's go ahead and, and aim for that um you know i got the approval through through my company and you know rick from my leadership he actually mentioned the scholarship he was like you know you should go ahead and apply for the scholarship through mbaa and at first i'm like what is that how do i do it you know like this man is basically just leading me on the path for success you know he, he sent me the link told me this is what you got to do i'll back you up 110 percent so i'm just like great you know i Got on the internet, started doing some research, had to write a 500-page essay, which really is like, you know. But um, overall, I really had the focus of the women in aviation, and I think that really stood out in in my scholarship letter. Because yeah, you know, a month of keeping me on my toes. They came back and they were like, "Hey, congratulations, you're a scholarship recipient," and. You have this spot at the MBAA Schedulers and Dispatchers Conference. If you want to come, come check it out. So that was your first time, right? Yeah, it was my first time, first experience. And then just to even, you know, have that accomplished, you're like, man, I, I did that. I got that scholarship, you know, with just a little nudge from from my leadership team, just like, hey, you know, and it just was a great accomplishment. So then, yeah, I fast forward to MBAA, you know, in Nashville, like January, it seems like a eons ago but that was just so <laughs> overwhelming i don't think i had a full image of what aviation entails or 
how many people are actually involved and what they can bring to it, you know, as the community. And it was just like, wow, this is, this is what I want, you know? Yeah. It's a great conference. Yeah. It's, it's so huge. much fun. It's huge. I already met like so many people, one of which, you know, in my scheduling career right now, we, we go to a Teterboro, but you know, Meridian is our go-to of which there's this one female, Daphne, who I connected with just over the phone. You know, you don't really get to see people face to face a lot. And so a lot of my connections are via phones and via emails. Well, I actually got to meet her at the conference, but it was just like astronomical. We didn't know we were both going to be there and we didn't even know who each other were. She just came up to me and wanted to compliment my cowboy boots. And then I'm like, wait, who are you? She's like, well, I'm down for play. And I'm like, you're down the whole heartwarming moment, you know? So really fun. That's so cool. It's really great to see industry people. What a great story. And then like two or three weeks later, I started my online courses for my dispatch certificate. That is great. So now... Tell us a little bit more. You're going to Jefferson. Yeah. Or, um, so that's a wonderful school. They've been doing it for a long time. I've done some recurrence with them. Great people. I think I have Joe. It's not Joe. Joe Bachelor used to teach. Maybe he's gone now. Oh, I have Troy as my um, instructor. I forget his darn name. We'd be better about that, but we always just use Troy, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> that's right. Troy. Troy. He was my instructor, but yeah, no, at NBAA, I got to meet Jeremy, who was also, uh, I guess, part of an instructor, and then was just, you know, overall expressing my achievements and such while I was there, but, you know. Jeremy, I think, has been in the, um, kind of the training section for many, many years. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've had uh, recurrence with Jeremy as well, and actually, Jeremy has a super great email that goes out to a large group of people that has job postings up there so if you have a job you can send it to him or if you want a job so jeremy i'm putting a plug in for your <laughs> your email but i find it really helpful to get the word out for different jobs out there yeah absolutely and i think that was just like another great source of you know the, the conference to get and make those connections and meet those people already definitely well great i'm glad so you okay so when i took my dispatch license it was a six-week in-house class like you had to go to their office how does it work now i've heard that i actually two of my associates they were in-house you know between five to six weeks now that i'm like in my course online and it's like 13 weeks online and then two weeks in person so i finish my hours online and then in may is when i'll get to go to colorado for the remainder of in-person training but i keep thinking about it like how can you guys do it in five to six weeks? I feel like that is not enough time for all this information that just keeps like overflowing in your brain. Like even 13 to 15 weeks seem like not enough, but five to six weeks, I commend you. I commend anybody who has done it in that short span of time because my golly. Well, I could maybe it's there were just wasn't, there was no other, you know, alternate or alternatives at that time. Like, right. I think our group was five or six and it was kind of like, do it or you have to do a whole nother five or six weeks again. But, All right. Like, no, absolutely. Die. Well, great. When you're finished and you go there in May, then you'll have a, like a check ride, right? You have to do a verbal check ride. Is that still how it goes? So we still have the, the oral, the written and the practical. Mm -hmm. 
So then it's been advised that they want us to try to get the written done before we get there to Colorado. So I'm trying to plan to get mine done by the end of April before. So I've just really been hitting that line. <laughs> all right. Sounds very good. And once you finish and pass all of that, what do you hope or expect to, I guess, do with it? Or ex- how are you going to expand your career with it? Um, I don't know. I keep thinking about that. And honestly, I'm I'm loyal. So I, I feel like I will stay with DaVinci Jets for a long time coming and just really try to apply that towards, you know, the flight plans with crew and, and trying to get get them safely to their destinations with our clients and, and just having a little bit more involvement with their flight plans and, and the confidence to say, hey, you know, I read this guitar or this NOTAM and you know, this didn't look right or this sounded weird. So, you know, I wanted to run it by you and have that confidence to know the difference. That's awesome. Yeah. I I just can't recommend the technical skills enough in this job. It just really can help you out of a gotcha. Yeah, no, coming in off the streets with no knowledge, you know, I was already second guessing myself when I first started, like, what did I get myself into? I don't know. The <laughs> first thing about aircraft or flying, all I know is as long as we got good weather, it's a good day to fly. So I'm just starting right. to get, like, all this knowledge, and I'm like, and, you know, and now I can apply it in my everyday position. So it just is awesome. Excellent. Excellent. So now I'll kind of go back up a little bit. So in... Now that you're in aviation, which hopefully that means you won't leave because most of us come in and we're kind of get hooked and then we can't leave aviation. But what is one of the most surprising things about your job? Anything that's maybe that was most surprising to you? I feel like most enjoyable on a daily basis is anytime I'm in the office because we get to be right outside the ramp. And in the morning, it's like, Hearing those engines turn on and getting to see the aircrafts come and go, you know, it's just, it's just such a perfect moment. And as I can't even begin to explain the the serenity of it all and how beautiful it is. Like, it's just so cheesy, excuse me, but I'm just like in awe over it. Like, fresh in the morning, walking into the building, you hear the aircraft around you just going to their destination. And it's just it's a great moment, you know? And my favorite part is, I have been lacking in my workout, but every once in a while during my lunch breaks, I will try to get a run. And being able to run around the airport, you know, there's airplanes literally landing over you as you're running over the sidewalks and such, which is just like, I stop and have to like take it all in like, oh my God, that is so cool. (laughs) Right? Well then, yeah, I mean, a lot of us and people even now, Bring their kids out to the airport. Sit at the end of the runway. Look at that. Exactly. And unfortunately, Charlotte, you know, observed observation for the aircraft. They kind of close it down temporarily because they keep, you know, construction and everything. As myself, I feel like I get the first hands-on experience or or eyesight experience being able to run with all these aircrafts above me. That is so cool. Yeah. I love aviation as well. (laughs) So gives me a little bit more of a different motivation. I am curious, since you worked on the rental car side at the airport, for many of our listeners, we are the people calling the rental car companies and saying, hey, we need a rental car, or I forgot to reserve a rental car. Can you find something for me fast? 
Do you have any suggestions for us on our side to make the rental car companies when they're receiving phone calls from us? How can we make it better? How can we help them do their job better so that they can help us? The only thing I can really recommend with any rental car company is, you know, the, the sooner you know you need a rental car, the better. Book it that minute, that day, because, you know, last minutes are very hard to come by. We may not always, or we, as if I'm still there, they may not always have cars available. And I've seen it on a firsthand basis, you know, and it's, it's frustrating because I was also that manager that got to tell you, hey, we have your reservation, but we don't have your car, you know, it's. It, it can be rough on both sides. So the sooner yeah. you know, the better. Just book it right then and there because at least there's no cancellation fees. That's true. That is a really cool piece about the rental car uh, section where uh, hotels are not the same. Um, but then I wonder if that will ever change in the future. I don't know. Some have uh, a policy in place, but you know, during like festivals or major events, it's when they really put that hard cancellation fee in there sure yep and of course during covid we saw uh gosh a a, a lot of not a, a lot of uh unavailability going on i'm glad it's better and so coming on into the aviation industry i didn't think i was going to have to deal with rental cars anymore <laughs> yeah now that was I knew I'm in still daily, so at least I just have a little bit more insight than what the normal person does. But, you know, I, I still tell my people, if you know you need a car, get it right now. That sort of thing. It's it's so true. And such a huge piece of our of the trip, actually, as well, because you can have this perfect, beautiful trip. Everything goes well. The catering was wonderful. There was no bumps along the way. You land at your location. If your car is not there or whatever it is. Like maybe it's the wrong size or it can make the whole trip go badly. Or at least the passenger feels like it's not gone well, even though everything else has gone well and it's just maybe a piece of the car, the transportation. So make sure is accurate. Pay your bills and you'll have a car. There you go. <laughs> yes, pay your bills. That's funny. <laughs> well, cool. Well, it's been awesome talking with you, Maria. In case somebody maybe wanted to talk to you more about your scholarship journey or maybe even how your um, class is going at Jefferson, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, no. So, I mean, I'm always available on LinkedIn. Maria Morgenstern, I think Dash Gill, my maiden and married name. And then, of course, my business email, maria.morgenstern at davincijet.com. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, because I could see a lot of people might want to reach out and just, you know, See, what was your experience there at Jeppesen and with the application process and everything? I mean, I appreciate the thought that you think people would be interested because half the time I'm like, what did I get myself into? And I will just tell people, you know, it's overwhelming, but it will be rewarding at the end of this. Yeah, that's all I care about. Sure. It is. It's going to be so rewarding. You will not regret that time and energy that you put into it. And it's going to just help you do that job hundred times better once you're all finished. I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, just bringing on the, bringing up, you know, the women in aviation, I, I can't express that enough and, and being the goal behind all this, you know, I'm a full advocate of girl power, you know, like let's just kick some butt and expel and, and what we love to do. And if that just so happens to be aviation, well, let's fly high. That's awesome. And again, that technical piece, 
is huge. There are very few few uh, female flight planners out there that I find, and I just think that's so cool. I enjoy it myself. I, I guess that's why I think it's so cool. That's just a fellow person who enjoys the technical side of of aviation. Absolutely. I like I'm still waiting for the Charlotte Aviation Museum to open up because they have the one five four nine airline that was hunt in the Hudson River that was on Oh, okay. You know, the first strike. Well they have pieces of the aircraft at that aviation museum, which is oh we're going construction and I'm just waiting like come on any year now. I just want to go in there and play and look at the museum and all the fun findings there, you know. Things like that. That's going to be a great one. Wow, very cool. I'll have to look that up. That's another appreciation that I am now, because I'm from Texas and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I've been here now for four or five years, but it's only been a recent love and passion via my career in aviation because of the history here with aviation that I'm just like, oh, I'm in the perfect spot. Like, <laughs> let me just Yes, you are. History. Yeah, definitely. I bet there's some women in aviation groups in that area too. I don't even, you know, I've only recently started striking an interest um, because me and some of my associates, we go back and forth about the 99 women. And yeah, so I'm just like, oh, goodness gracious. And now my interest is just kind of like overflowing. Like, where do I even begin? Right. There's so many cool opportunities and, and uh, options out there. Very cool. Well, Maria, thank you again so much for your time today. It's been really great talking to you. Definitely keep in touch with us. Uh, we want to see how uh, you know your whole career comes through because you can see obviously you're going to go far. I appreciate that. And yeah, stay tuned. At the end of May, we will be with a certificate. All right. We'd love to check in with you again then after that. We'll appreciate that one. Thanks again. And we will talk with you again soon. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for listening. Please stay tuned for more episodes and check out our website for up and coming podcasts. This has been a production of the Business Aviation Collective sponsored by LD Aviation. <laughs>